I have an idea. Let's record a shitty intro. Just strum it. <laughs> This is the Zach and Akash show. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Zach and Akash show. This is episode Good morning. 16, and today we're going to be discussing a kind of a vintage topic in this uh, current decade. It is political correctness and our relationship vintage, with political correctness. Controversial, exciting. <laughs> Topic a topic more people need to discuss. But yeah, people exactly. are too afraid to discuss. <laughs> so um yeah, it's uh there's a potential I could lose power or we could both lose power because I think there's sixty mile per hour winds today in Connecticut. So if that happens, I did not rig up my power my backup power supply. So fuck it. Whatever. That's news to me. I did not realize. Like, I heard a storm-ish outside, but... Yeah. Personally, I love weather like this. Because um, I don't have to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most introverted thing I've ever heard you say. I know. That's why I'm thriving right now. But, uh, yeah, I think we'll skip our business stuff for later today. But we'll, we'll talk about how we improved our lives. Because that's a big theme on this show. Um, and it's keeping us accountable. So I have been mainly reading. I've been reading the four-hour work week. I've been trying to implement Tim Ferriss's information diet, which especially uh, now it's really important to do that just because there's a lot of unnecessary information. And while it's good to be informed, there's no point in me knowing all the information that I need to know. So I've been, doing, uh, I've been implementing that. Um, I, I recently, I know you guys have heard me say this, I released an article on Friday and it has done really well. So that was basically my MVP for my vlog, um, or not my vlog, my blog. Um, so eventually, the first thing I'm going to do is start getting the email list together and then eventually have a landing page where I can house my own articles and then do reposting. And then hopefully, you know, I don't know, it's just a cool thing to have, even if I don't make any money. Who, who cares? You know, that's, that's my life. Nice. Very cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. I, yesterday, did absolutely nothing. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I did go for a really long, nice hike. And I learned more about the forest in my town, which was a lot of fun. Uh, got my steps for the day, because I've been trying to keep track of that. Because especially in quarantine, it's a lot harder than ever before. It's so easy to just sit at home and do nothing. So I've been trying to keep up on that and otherwise yeah i mean oh one thing i guess it's kind of business stuff but for my our instagram posts if you've seen them um you you see like the little video with the white frames of the text i pretty much found a way to make that so all i have to do is put timestamps and excel and yeah timestamps and a little caption in the excel sheet and it pretty much auto-generates all the Instagram posts. So that makes it a lot easier for us to post. Dude. So excited to fucking test God. it out fully today. <laughs> that's so awesome. Um, that's great because I save so much time now. Just automation. It's not because yeah, it's all, it's all background processes now. The only thing we'll never be able to fully automate, I don't think, with like a program is uh, 
the clip extraction part where we have to take timestamps. I think one day, if we're really good, we'll outsource it to some shitty intern. Yeah. Uh, that's automating. Yeah, hiring someone is technically automating. I mean, yeah, but like like an automation that's technically free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think we're at... You know, like, dude. We're at capacity. Maybe we'll make a crazy machine learning algorithm. Yeah. I think we're, we're at full capacity right now. Like, everything we do is like, like minimum time, I'm pretty sure. Like, I could do something that like starts all this shit, like the stream when I turn on my computer, but that's like still like... I don't know, five minutes worth of shit. Yeah, we, we could shave a little bit of time with like the Google Drive stuff, maybe find it, find an easier way to get that synced. This is a good case and... study. We could teach a David's class. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're on our way. Very cool, very cool. So uh, I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but since starting the podcast, have you been able to think more clearly? Since starting the podcast, I've been able to think more clearly. No, yeah. I wouldn't say I've particularly noticed something like that. So I've kind of noticed that I can just think, and it's like, I don't know, just get think. It's a good, it's a good exercise because not a lot of people can do this. Um, like if I was alone at home or something, I can't like because we're talking about big topics most of the time. So it's like a lot to try to communicate yourself to. The, the people yeah what, what do you mean by thinking clearly well i mean more like are you able to communicate more clearly is what i'm probably trying to get at so like oh gotcha yeah like thinking like you can quickly connect your ideas and stuff like that and then distribute through your your mouth mm. i don't know i i don't think i've really had to do that recently outside of this podcast i don't know Interesting. Dope. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, that was a segue. Uh, I, I, there's no dry humor joke I could make for that segue, but we're uh, talking about political correctness. So I actually had a moment of political correctness before we left school. I was at Eat Joy with a couple people. And we were talking about the coronavirus, and I said, man, I really hope China rethinks their their policies around wet markets and someone turned around and gave me a dirty look i i honestly do not understand what is bad about that sentence yeah man i don't either <laughs> you know it it, it it did start in china yeah but like and it did, it did come through their system now based on our previous talk we don't know if it's because of their markets or because this was intentional that's another thing we're not sure that's true but yeah. based on the knowledge you had back then yeah uh, yeah that's true nothing wrong and, and you know people are getting way too offended at things that just they just take it easy yeah um it's kind of annoying it's kind of annoying how well so this is the thing we're in a society that is politically correct. So here, when I'm on the show, sometimes we'll say a joke, but someone will take it out of context for whatever reason. So I got to clear it up. I'm pretty sure we did that on a late night show where we were talking about anti-vaxxing. And I was like, yeah, don't get your vaccines or something. But that was supposed to be a joke. 
And then we cleared it up at the end, just in case, you know, some idiot <laughs> is watching this. Yeah, you know, you can't just talk as free as you could before anymore. You always got to put yourself through a tighter filter than you usually have to. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure no one's watching or no one's going to get offended. You know, I really like the basic old school rule of don't be an asshole and just live your life and let others live their life. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard but, to have hey, so a conversation. I'll, what's up? I want to know what's your opinion on when Trump kept calling Corona the Chinese flu. Okay. So, I mean, I understand why that happened. Um, I don't believe it's because of racism, although we can, we can paint everything with racism if we want to. Um, my opinion, it was because China was trying to plant it on the United States for the outbreak, which is incorrect. That doesn't make any sense. Um, so I think, I think he could have said it in a way that is, again, you got to remember who your audience is. Not everyone's as savvy as you know us where we could actually pull together facts um the majority isn't isn't going to do that but i think what he meant to say was that the virus was from china so he said it as the chinese virus but i don't think that's i personally don't think that was a form of racism i don't either i i think again maybe he could have worded it better for sure as in he could have worded his explanation better but that being said, yeah, I don't think he was racist at all. He wasn't really targeting, or he he was more targeting the government, not the people mm-hmm. of China. And he said, called it the Chinese virus. So, and a lot of people are overreacting to it. And, you know, there are all these memes flying and people are going crazy about it. And things like this in general, I don't know. I think people just need to, become more chill about it and here's another thing i recently saw right <laughs> this might not be the best example but you know who bad baby is or bad bobby or i don't who's that <laughs> oh you know the cash me outside chick oh that girl yeah she's yeah. bad 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 baby i think now i don't know how to say it but um yeah she she's got like an online following but anyway she got dreads one day and people are losing their shit over it they're like, oh man, it's cultural appropriation. Oh, this is disgusting. Like, are you kidding me? Aren't you the one being racist when you say a white person can't get dreads? Mm-hmm. And also, cultural appropriate. I don't even get that because if she's getting dreads, it's like, it's a, it's almost a compliment. She thinks what you have is cool, therefore she's giving it to herself. I, I don't see how that's racist in any way. That's true. Um... I mean, I didn't know that dreads were specific to a certain racial group. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Yeah, people do do a lot of shit like that. Um, let me look up dreads. I mean, I see a lot of white chicks with dreads right now. No one's ever... Dreads. Wikipedia. Um... I mean, it's kind of been around for. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Which which racial group or which? What is this? 
who which racial group thinks is that they own this hairstyle um black people i mean it's i'm i'm seeing a bunch of things i mean by culture africa did have a in the uh, ancient times, they had it. Australia had it. Buddhism had it. So this is like a thing from like all cultures, though. Yeah, exactly. Let me actually let me look up the actual definition of cultural appropriation: the unacknowledged or inappropriate adoption of the customs, practices, ideas of one people or society by members of another, typically more dominant people are society. Interesting. So the it's a majority incorporating some part of the minority's culture into themselves. But in like Which, a miss, like in a incorrect manner, is that what they're saying? No, just as unacknowledged or inappropriate. It could be inappropriate. Well, I mean, inappropriate but, would be I guess offensive in my opinion. Inappropriate yeah. would be, but it's also unacknowledged. I don't know what they mean by that. Unacknowledged? That's not. Like, or did, that doesn't make sense. Like, do they not know what's oh, happening? Or... I don't I think that's stupid because then it just builds walls around certain cultural groups, right? Because then it's like, well, what if I want to spend. Um, a summer in Peru just to like immerse myself in the culture and then I end up you know taking something back with me which is part of their culture and incorporating it within my life um, whether that be like a style of clothing that they had just because it reminds me of being there and because I'm embracing the culture or like I don't know something like that um, I don't I, I don't I don't know that's that's stupid <laughs> that's, yeah. my, that's my two cents for that whole thing like i don't it's so hard to try to explain yourself on something that's just pointless just for the sake of you know feeling good about yourself it's it's like i, I guess one thing one thing i've noticed with these cultural appropriations like say a white person wore like a you know like a you know what you think when you think of like a chinese outfit yeah um, buttons down the middle maybe sleeveless or something, if they wore that to like a Chinese New Year party or something. I think I saw an article somewhere where that was called cultural appropriation. All right. So I, I have something related to that. In our Filipino culture, we have a thing. It's basically like that. It's called a barong. It's basically like you can think of it as like a tuxedo if you were in the Philippines. Um, it's really cool. It's like white, gold kind of. It's got patterns. And the white males in the wedding ceremonies will sometimes wear those so i don't so to me that's like a cool thing it's like you're wearing it because it's part of the culture that you're participating in so i don't think that's like racist like i wouldn't be like think of how shitty that would be to go up to one of them and be like you need to take that off you're not filipino that in itself is that's racist, racist that is pure racist right there that's yeah. bad that's bad and like <laughs> same thing do you know what saris are in indian culture no, what is that? So saris are like this dress women wear. It's kind of like this huge robe where you'd like wrap it into a skirt first and then kind of drape it around you and then you just have a blouse at the top. Um, you know, that's where a lot of women wear in traditional ceremonies. 
and uh, a lot of Indian ceremonies. Like I went to this wedding a few years back, and you know there were white people there too. It was in the United States. It was a friends of the bride, and they were wearing saris too. I'm like, whoa, that's so cool. I I almost think it's impressive that they're trying out a new culture and they're trying to be part of it. And you know, I think it's adventurous instead of, hey, why are you wearing that? That's offensive to me. Like, why get offended by something like that? If, if anything, I think it brings you closer to a more united world. That's true. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, I, I'm curious. Is it, do you think it's the culture itself that the, the uh, perpetrator is supposedly appropriating that gets offended or is it an observing group that gets offended gotcha so are you talking about is it the culture itself or is it a certain set of people within the culture yeah like who is specifically getting offended because i don't i've never i don't want to say that but like i've like let's say i'm a quote-unquote appropriating filipino culture which i guess in my case is impossible um but like let's say i'm doing that who would get a who's getting offended is it the filipinos or is it some observing group of people that's not part of that group or that culture that's getting offended gotcha interesting um i'd say it would probably be an observing group that could have filipinos in it or not because a lot of people, they, they become offended. I, I, that's another trend I see going on. It's a lot of people getting offended for other people. <laughs> Those people need to get a fucking life. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate that. It's like just that's I feel like that in a way is a form of racism. Because then you're like, oh, you need me to protect you or something. Yeah. Like treat them like I, a I guess so. Let huh? them, if they get offended, let them get offended on their own. You don't need to be a fucking. Is that what a white knight is? I don't know. What is a white knight? <laughs> no, I think a white knight is more like a stereotypical nice guy who like panders to women who like doesn't. Oh, a simp. This is a white knight, but in a more general sense, yeah. Oh, so a simp for cultures. Yeah, pretty much. Ooh, a new term. I need like Simp a. I need like a sound. I need a soundboard. It's like, <laughs> dude, we gotta get a soundboard set up. I could get one. I have my iPad. We could do a virtual one, and I'll just. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Command station. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and I don't. Know, based on that, I, I just recently, not recently. I guess over the past few years, it's been developing. So I don't remember people being disoffended over everything like early 2010s-ish. You know, back true. when the main social media was all getting started, none of it was about all these races and all these, not just race, like race, gender, so sexual orientation, surrounding all of that. And, and I guess it's good in a way that there is more communication around it. So there, I'm sure there is some positivity that comes out of that because before it went from like no real communication about that, at least on media, because I guess social media was just growing back then. And, and those discussions were probably held in 
a minority of groups into the majority. So I think that it's good that there's discussion around it. But with that also comes the negative side of influence and the negative influence of you know, if someone does something slightly wrong, whether they know they're doing it or not, I'm going to now get upset. Interesting. Do you think that do you think that there are groups that might use this whole political correctness thing as like a cover up to try to get people to support their agenda? Oh, 100%. It's like do you think they just don't care actually? Dude, I'm sure um like uh, I think I've told you about this, like the CEO of a certain startup, um, their whole thing, you know, they, they pretty much covered themselves behind environmental justice and how it's everything they're doing is helping the environment and how progressive it is. But the CEO doesn't really care about the environment. When you talk to him, all he cares about is, oh, I'm making money and this <laughs> environment is great for marketing. So this is perfect. I'm going to go along with that, <laughs> which, you know, in their case, although they are using the environment as a cover up, I think what they're doing is actually helping the environment, too. So at least it works out for both parties in that case, but it doesn't necessarily have to. Interesting. Another thing. Um, fuck, I lost it. I like just had it. You know that happens. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I grew up like I like. I'm not just saying this, but I like kind of don't see race in the way that like I see someone. I'm like, I'm immediately like, oh, that person's Indian or that person's black or whatever. I'm just like, it's a person. And then eventually we talk, and then you you kind of learn about their their culture and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. And then there's people like gotta show up and start like differentiating people and be like, "Oh, so and so, you're this race. So and so, you're this race." Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "Shit, <laughs> I, don't, I don't vibe with that." <laughs> yeah, no, dude. I the way I've grown up, like ever since I moved from India, I moved into a town. First, it was predominantly white, but the longer I stayed in the town, like when I got to, that was in third grade, it was like predominantly white. And then when I got to like middle school, there were a lot more races there. So I got used to all of it. And then when I went to high school, I went to this magnet school, which, you know, one of their primary goals was to keep the school very diverse, where you could even say white people were probably the minority in, in that um, in that area. And, you know, there was a pretty equal split of everyone. So growing up through that, you don't really see the difference between too many races. You just see people as people. And of course, everyone brings their own culture because of whatever race they are and however they were raised. But also, you could have like a black person raised completely like a white person or a white person raised like a Puerto Rican or something like that. Anything's possible. So you know, it's just it's an individual person. Skin color has nothing to do with it, is what he's saying, right? Yeah, I'm saying it has to, because that's what people judge race on when you look at someone, so based on their skin color. But I'd say it's based on how you were raised. 
mm-hmm. what the culture you grew up in. And think, that's what makes you who you are. I think the solution is the counterintuitive approach, which is don't overthink um, race as like a, a thing that you need to always think about. It's like, just, just think about, I don't know, just, you're all just people. And then as you start to get comfortable with them, you know, you start learning about their personal life and their culture and stuff like that. Um, and like appreciate other cultures rather than just, I don't know. Cause I've had people come up to me cause I'm, I'm a half, I'm half Asian. So half white, half Asian people have come up to me and they're like, so what's it like being half Asian? Like it was some sort of a bad thing. And I was like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're on the side. That's like all like politically correct. And like, Oh, we got to all this cultural shit. I'm like overdoing it, overthinking it. Yeah. And again, it almost feels racist when they are overthinking it Mm -hmm. like they're kind of they kind of start babying you because of your race or because you're a minority yeah that's true i mean i am i think i looked it up i'm like 0.5 percent of the total population just being half asian oh just because you're half yeah that like (laughs) i'm special (laughs) do you feel there's a lot of well, there's just hate towards like every group, but like just now, based on what we've observed, there's a lot of hate towards just white people like, for no fucking reason. I agree. That, yeah, that's one thing I did want to bring up today, too. Like, I get that in American culture, back in the Civil War area, era, you know, white men, or I guess women too, were, you know, a lot of were predominant, or not predominantly, but a lot of them were like slave owners, and obviously the racism in like the 60s and 50s and all like post-civil war was mainly white onto black um but that happened we got to move on there's there's no reason to like hate each other just because like they were part of that and it wasn't all white white people were racist it was like you know the racist ones were the racist ones like there was still like, yeah. a majority that was still for um no segregation and stuff like that. So I, I yeah, it's like me whenever I, if it's like me going to UK and hating on British people because yeah. they took over India back in the day. They didn't do it. Their great great grandparents did it. Mm-hmm. And you know, culture has changed. All these people are, right now are growing up in a modern culture. Look, I'm not saying there's no racist people. There's definitely a subset of people, but majority of people are not like that. And it's hard for them when you group them, you know, you're, you're doing exactly what you're fighting against. You're grouping the entire race based on a certain subset, which you would consider racism. You're stereotyping the entire group based on a small population within the group. Exactly. Yeah. Like I don't yell at people from Spain for pillaging my homeland um, (laughs) back in the day. And I'm a quarter Italian, so I don't see anyone, like, attacking me for being on, like, I don't know, the fucking fascist side. If I fucking, you know what I'm saying? Actually, yeah. well, technically I wasn't part of it because, like, they were, they left during World War II. So, you know what, I'm safe. But whatever. What that, you, that's another discussion. <laughs> what do you think about the whole concept of white privilege? White privilege? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't think you should call it. I don't like it when people call it white privilege. Privilege is just privilege, but I get what they're saying. Um, I gave my professor Paul Bloomfield a chance, and I read his papers about this kind of stuff. Um, it, I get where like you have a group that is mainly just like in the beginning. So let's start like post like segregation. You have a town that's predominantly black. Um, who receives less funding. So eventually the if like let's say like a white town is getting a lot of funding, eventually the white town will surpass the black town just they'll just be ahead of them because of like times when things Yeah, you're talking were about racist. the institutionalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So racism. okay. So I guess there is a privilege there where like I I grew up in a very this is a very rich town where I'm from. So we our, our public school is like up there with like the top private schools. So like we're, we're very, we have a lot of funding. So I get where there is privilege there. Um, but I don't think because you're white, you have privilege. Um, there's people, there are poor towns with, with, with just white people in them and black people in all races. So I think that just saying, like, I hate that as like an argument. Well, you don't understand because you have white privilege. I think that's just, that's a terrible argument, in my opinion, because it, it doesn't say anything because that that is that in itself is racist by saying like, like, imagine if you flipped the terms to like a, a different race or something. Like if I told you, you don't you don't understand what I'm saying because you're yeah. Indian privilege yeah. or something. Exactly. It, it instantly becomes racist just because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's against white people, it's not racist. It's and it's also a lot of people think white people are the only people who can be racist. Uh, that's like, stupid. That, that's really stupid that's... too. That's a racist statement right there. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. There's a lot of. I mean, there are obvious racists. There are people in the KKK, and mm-hmm. those people. That's bad. I don't like that. I'm sure no one in their right mind would like that, unless you're in the KKK, I guess. But yeah, there are obviously groups of people who are racist. But just because you're white doesn't make you fucking racist. But yeah, I completely agree with you on the institutionalized part. I was in Paul Bloomfield's class too. I learned about that. That makes sense because, um, you know, over the years, you, it's just you create a little, a little gap that gets bigger and bigger mm-hmm. over generations, which is tough. And, you know, what what do you think is a possible solution for that? See, this is this is like the biggest. So, our society or our government is structured where um, we have freedom or equality, um, but we also have freedom. So, I, I think it's those two that are always conflicting. So, on one hand, you could try to have equality, and you could give money from one town to another, but then at the same time, you don't have. Um, so there's equality and freedom. And like you don't have freedom because then you're taking from that town that wants to fund itself. So like that's the right. biggest the I think that's the biggest issue in the country is that we have those two conflicting things that technically don't work together. Um so that's that's why we have an issue in the mm-hmm. first place. Uh, and I, I honestly I don't know. It's tricky. Yeah, it's just just I think it's a general 
it's a general problem for a capitalistic society mm-hmm. where there is a huge wealth gap that keeps growing. And it's how do you distribute that money in a fair way? Because a lot of people, they're not going to, they're not going to want to lose the money because, you know, their parents actually did earn whatever money they grew up in. It didn't just come out of anywhere. Now, how they earned it, maybe their great, great, great grandparents didn't earn it in the most ethical way. <laughs> but people who are living right now, they had nothing to do with it. They're That's true. Um, and whatever job they're at right now, they're earning money. And they obviously don't want to give it up because they earned it. And you can't just tax them at a crazy amount. Um, but that is one of the reasons why I did like Andrew Yang's UBI policy. Because instead of taxing the people, he was taxing the actual companies through a VAT tax. And it was set up in a way where the companies wouldn't actually be losing that much money. Or rather, it would they'd be paying the taxes they're supposed to pay, but it would be go going towards something better where it's split amongst people. And you know, people can use the money however they want. Ideally, they use it for getting better education. And that's where I think a lot of the issue lies is with education. I agree. Yeah. And uh, because if, if you can get a good education, then in turn, you can get a good job. And with that, I kind of want to segue into your thoughts on affirmative action. It's tricky. Um, because if you use affirmative action as your Let's say we're talking about how we have that institutional racism, right? Um, mm-hmm. So what if they're a certain race from a certain town that is rich and you use affirmative action that way? Is that necessarily... Would that be a good idea? I don't know. What, if, what do you mean by that? So, so affirmative action is when you pick someone pretty much based on their race, correct? yeah so all right let me okay let me explain to you how affirmative action is on paper but how it's actually being used right on paper affirmative action is if you have two completely equal candidates you know pretty much equal based on merit um or let me even take it back if if you affirmative action is only supposed to be placed on a company if there is a lawsuit against them because they think they're being discriminated against. So say, um, say I'm a Mexican worker versus a white worker and the Mexican worker and the white worker have similar merit, but the Mexican worker isn't being given an advantage the white worker is being given, then he could, the Mexican worker can then file for affirmative action. And once affirmative action is in place, what's supposed to happen is you're supposed to say if there are two people on equal merit, you're supposed to pick the minority to give the job to. So in general, it's supposed to be merit-based first. If people are of equal merit, then you pick the minority to kind of give them a small leg up, kind of like a tiebreaker. That's what it's supposed to be on paper, which you know I'm completely fine with. I, I don't see any issues with that. But how it's being used in society is rather the term affirmative action has gone a lot larger than that. It's almost become more like a quota. 
of getting people, you know, we need to have a quota of black people, you know, we gotta be diverse, you gotta represent all races. Uh, and what, where I really, I've personally seen the issue is with um, colleges accepting people. Um, you know, statistically, I being Indian slash Asian need a much higher SAT score than a white person and they still need a much higher SAT score than a black person to get into the same school. Now, the issue, huge issue with that is you could be white or Indian or any race and grow up in a very bad neighborhood in a low um, socioeconomically, I guess, low neighborhood. And you'd still be discriminated against based on just your race. Silence. Just radio silence. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. So, wait. So you mean you're from like a poorer town, and then? Oh, no, I, no, see, this I is, see what you're saying. They, so they put this on everyone. They don't care whether you're from a poor town or not. I see. What you're they saying. don't care about your socioeconomic status at all. They're doing it based on your race, saying your race somehow identifies your socioeconomic status and the education you got. And therefore, you know, if you are black, then you need a much lesser SAT score because you probably came from a worse neighborhood. And if you're Indian or Asian, you probably came from a much better neighborhood. That's kind of racist. It's their logic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And there's a lot of um, there's a lot of Asians I know who work really hard to get into a certain school but they're not able to get in because of something like this. Even if they got a score as high as, uh, as some other person who's a different race, they're still not getting in while the other person gets in, even if this person puts in twice as much effort. Ooh, it's getting windy. So my solution would be our metrics are incorrect for how we judge who should get into a school. Um, because as you know, we've talked about redoing education before. So uh, we, we know grades don't mean anything. Um, it's about who they are and what they're going to bring to that university. So although someone could have like a shit SAT score, what if they started like a six-figure company um, and then they want to major in business? Like that would be a huge benefit to your university. Um, so there needs to be a different way of, of gauging that. And I think just because you're a certain race, as we were talking about before, sometimes it's about your culture. So um, like, don't expect me to know all about my Filipino culture. I know some things, but I'm not like, I, 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 there's things I just don't know because I didn't grow up in the Philippines and just because we don't talk about it that much here in my family. So like, don't pick me because I'm going to be, I'm going to bring with me, you know, a shit ton of Filipino culture. Um, I'm not, I'm, I view myself as just American or just Zach. So I think, I think just saying, okay, let me just grab this race and put it in here because it's going to bring supposedly more discussion with that particular race. But again, it's, it's, it's just 
all you see is just the visual skin color or whatever. You don't know if they're actually like, like you want, you want to be, it should be based on culture and like who they are as a person. So their character mm-hmm. rather than, Oh, let me grab you because let me grab you. Cause you're, you're Indian. You're going to bring Indian culture, but you don't know. You don't know who they are. Yeah. Um, also Kyle Collins um, says a few things. When he says quotas are illegal for education institutions, yeah, quotas are illegal, but I don't think um, they can still change their, uh, I guess, their grading system for taking people in however they want. And that's completely private and undisclosed. So they can still be under the hood, not having a quota, but having a lesser threshold for certain groups of people to get in, I believe. And you don't need much for a good education, just Google in a library. Well, I don't think a lot of people have access to Google in a library, even in low, uh, or not even in, but especially in low socioeconomic areas. It's also how you're raised. Um, you know, we're, we're raised in a society, like, we were raised here where it's like, you know, shit, go to the library and learn stuff. But that's not the case for a lot of people. Um, whether it be their father was absent or their mother's absent or their just their surrounding because you know i still think it's true that you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with so sometimes i don't want to say all but sometimes in poorer areas there are situations like that where that may not be true for a lot of people um also kyle google and a library come in once you're already maybe in like a high school age for uh, little children when you're developing um, the education and the people you're surrounded with is yeah. very key. And I think you need a good education system to support that, to I, nurture you as you grow up. I used to be in the boat where I would say, um, oh, just, what does fucking that guy say? I don't know. But, you know, pull up your bootstraps and just do it yourself, individual thing, you know, figure it out. But if you're raised in a shit family, not all the times, but if you're raised in a shit environment, that's going to do some serious damage based on what I've read in the past. So it does play a key role. That might be the root of our societal problems is, you know, absent, absent fathers or stuff like that. That could be the root. Cause right now we're, we're talking about band-aid solutions. Um, mm-hmm. The problem will keep coming until we get to the root of it and you fucking terminate that problem to begin with. Yeah, yeah, but um, where were we at before that, before Kyle's thing? What were you talking about? Uh, you were character. talking about, oh yeah, people should be picked based on character. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, but I think what you said applies more to the workforce, because for education, well, they, I think they should still pick people on character, but they're, they're not really picking doing this education ranking stuff for diversity. They're, I think... That's probably a part of it because people like to post diversity on their pamphlets and everything. But another part of it is um, just because they think you're lower income completely based on your race, which I guess statistically there are, you can make certain links based on your race, but that doesn't apply to everyone. Sometimes you put your family's income though on your application. Right. I think I did. 
In, well, if you're applying to college, you do. Okay, but not, not for like corporate. Well, you don't put your, they don't ask for your income in corporate. Mm -hmm. They do for your tax forms. And for that, um, since we're in a position where we're interning, some of us might do it independently based on what other money we're rate making while other person file uh, dependently. I think I filed dependently. Yeah, <laughs> once you're over 18, you, you can choose. So th the way that works is that's more based on whether your parents get a tax break or not. If you file dependently, your parents get a cut on their taxes, but you get taxed a little bit more than you would if you filed independently. I got to check. I do that like once a year. I just like... I. Yeah, I use TurboTax just... and I click through it and do what they say and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think definitely um, I do agree with just to wrap up this part of it, just to I do agree with institutionalized racism and yeah. I believe that is an issue. Um, not again, not more because of racism, but because of people's socioeconomic conditions, whether you're white Hispanic, black, whoever you are, if you grow up in a shitty neighborhood, that sucks. And I think we need to find a way to solve that, which is, again, I think rather than an issue of race, I think that's more of a issue on economic structure. Yeah, I, th I think, um, I don't know, calling it institutional racism, because we got to think about all of society needs to understand this shit in order for it to work. So we need to stop with these like crazy terms like institutional racism. It's like call it exactly what it is. Um, it was caused by racism, but it's no longer racism. It's like it's just fucking. I don't know. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It was an issue that at one point, yeah, racism started the issue, but now it's not because of racism anymore now it's because of life <laughs> it's because of how society is structured i guess i think we're gonna and, we're gonna find solutions um our, our i think gen z is a little more lax about this shit like it's only the only people that i've actually had trouble talking with race with or millennials mm. i've actually literally seen you know, some millennials I've hung out with, we go to the grocery store, you know, there was actual, like, racism towards white people that came out of their mouth. And I was like, Jesus, if you, like, change the terms, that would be, like, bad. <laughs> Dude, it's also some white people being racist towards white people. Yeah, that's weird, too. It's some white people it's like, hate themselves, too. It's like, Yeah, it's just because they're white. I'm like... How how is that healthy for society? If you literally hate yourself because of your race, and other people also well, I guess some other people also discriminate you based on your race. <laughs> Racism. Don't worry, uh, millennials. You're not the only one on the world stage anymore. Check us out right here, dude. I'm so fucking happy they started dropping Gen Z. Started addressing us for what we are in the united states task or corona task force they start addressing gen z i'm like fuck yeah yeah 
What do you mean? Fuck you, millennials. So before we were put under the umbrella of millennials, like, oh, no, gotcha. we're not. No, we're not. We're completely different. Fuck millennials. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> not all of you are bad. See, that was racist or classist. No, no that ageist. Was ageist. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like millennials. It's just. Don't mislabel me. But you know who I do hate? Boomers. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I, that, that could be another topic. The, okay, boomer um, means dying out slowly. Dude, that could be a new topic. Age, ageism. Ageism. Like Different. the amount of yeah, fucking that's boomers. That's something I've never really looked into. The amount of fucking boomers who went up to me and they're like, you know, when I was your age, I didn't have a therapy dog. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You know, life was. I hate it when like, like this fucking okay, Joe Coy. Fuck you. First of all, there was this one sketch. It wasn't funny at all. He was like, "Yeah, Gen Z is just so shit. You know, they don't know how to use a VCR. Um, you know, they just have it so good with all this internet. You know what I did when I was a kid? I drank out of a hose. And I'm like, What the hell's wrong with you, dude? Why? I'm like, <laughs> I just really... drink out of a glass like a normal person. I'm like, I actually. Like, cool, you had, you lived in the past where there wasn't technology like there is now. Fuck you. Don't fucking try to shit on us because we were born into technology. And that's what everyone uses to entertain themselves. And dude, I'm the pretty time, sure they had man. glasses back then, too. They had glasses. glasses to drink out of back then. You didn't need to drink out of a hose. Yeah, I'm like, Jesus, fuck. That's oh, a topic for later. And I will fucking rip. Later. I will rip on all these ageist people. Yeah, but we're we're about an hour in right now, so let's uh, wrap it up here. But I do I do want to revisit this because there's a lot of, a lot more ways this can go that we haven't talked about, such as um the whole thing with you know there's gender discrimination on that because it's not just white people right now; it's white males in particular, straight white males. It's a demographic. <laughs> Cyst That's white a... males is how you say it, Akash. Oh, but... <laughs> oh no. Check your, I'm gonna check get your... arrested. <laughs> <laughs> um, LMAO, when people think you shouldn't have something just because they didn't have it, it's the most flawed art. Just walk away at that point. Yeah, fuck yeah. Joe Coy. You're not funny, yeah. Joe Coy. You fucking wasted um... my time in Boston. Give me my money back. <laughs> I could have got Corona. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's let's but wrap yeah. it up with some business updates. I think we should move our business updates to the end because I was I listening and I was like, "All right, Zach." No one People cares. probably like we can move away from it in the beginning if we keep it at the beginning. Yeah. Um, uh, but wait, real quick, we we will be coming back to this topic. We got more to talk about. Um, my personal conclusion is, just don't be an asshole. Just treat everyone equally. And you should be fine and help people out if they need it. Don't help them out, whether, you know, despite who they are, don't help them out because you think they need it. Help them out because they say they need it. Yeah, don't, and, don't, uh, what's it called? We're not mansplaining. It's like, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, like, patron, it's, it's like, patronizing, but for yeah. everything. It's like a bigger it's a form new term. of patronizing. It's a new term. Don't be a, don't be a, a race simp. Race, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're waiting. To, we'll call it a political simp. To put political it under simp. Sure. Yeah. Ooh. Guys, think, think. Also, 
yeah, think for yourselves. Don't go do all this because you think it's the right thing to do or because that's what the media tells you to do. Think for yourself. See if what you're doing makes sense and then do it. Yeah, the media is bullshit. Fuck them. The best, the best media is an Excel sheet with all the data and you make your own models. Fuck everyone. Propaganda. Another topic for another time. <laughs> That's me teasing the audience, you know. All right. This is updates. Yep. So we are... I already mentioned the Instagram automation stuff. We have a huge arsenal of content now, right? Just so we can... Right. Yeah, we got. We get. We need to. We need a content management system, something that's better than the Excel sheet. Because I, I agree. I don't know if I need to get better at extracting the right content because a lot of content after I extract it, I throw it away because it just doesn't look as good as I thought it once did. What do you mean? Uh, oh. Like right before before I post something, you know, I I pick out which. Um, video to post and some of it I watched through it I'm like this isn't as interesting as I thought so I just throw it away interesting I still save the clip on the drive yeah. it's in the uploaded slash trashed folder but it's not actually uploaded well we could we could go to AWS and then have we, you and I could like build a fucking interface like a web app Oh, for all this stuff? Yeah, I was thinking about that, but I'm like, it's, I don't want to deal with that at a, this moment. It's kind of unnecessary a, for now. Yeah. But yeah, we have... That's the type of stuff of... that's going to burn you out. Exactly. I mean, I might look into it because I am doing content management for work on AWS. So maybe. Maybe. Um, but I'm sweating. There, I, that's, there's a, I actually researched that. But... Yeah, we have a shit ton of content now, so we can kind of just pump it out. The one thing... Wait, hold up. Did I do the coffee bean today? You didn't. You fucked up. Oh, my God. We're going to have to We're gonna have to have edit this and put it at the beginning. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Audience, here's the coffee bean. Spotify, Apple Podcast people. I'm sorry you can't see it, but... It is a nice, dark, roasted coffee bean. I'll describe it. It is delicious. Akash puts the coffee bean in his mouth and begins suckling on it. Oh, God. Now he's chomping on it like a like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, we have a shit ton of content. We can. We literally could probably post three or four times a day if we really, really wanted to. Um, yeah, we're kind of struggling to find our audience because we started with dollar 80 it was fucking annoying yeah and we made an oath to not be fake and we felt fake while doing it so unless we find a better way to do dollar 80 where we don't feel fake we're not gonna do it yeah so i i started i I was up i couldn't sleep last night so i was thinking about like marketing you know a blog is very easy to market to like have a conversion rate because it's like it's three minutes you read it and if you really, really like it, you will sign up for their thing. Um, this is hard because we can't just say, oh, listen a whole hour. Um, we can either sell clips or just be good in the beginning. 
So it's like difficult to try to have a conversion rate. Yeah. It's tough. I think, well, one, I think our content in general has to get to a point where we keep it interesting the whole 60 minutes or try to um, without too many dips in between. Obviously, there's going to be dips and high points, but we got to try to have less dips and more high points uh, in a completely authentic way, of course. And, and after that, it's just getting people to sit through one. And if they vibe with it, if they vibe with who we are, then they're going to come back. But I, I think the hardest part is, is getting started and getting your first few listeners, your first few super fans. Because until you get those, not a lot of people are going to be sharing it. And it's going to be a, on us to share it. And we don't know how to do that in a way where we're not just pushing it on you inauthentically. Um, we, we need to find a way because we need, we only, we're only going to push it on you. If we, if we think you're genuinely going to vibe with us, if we think you're genuinely going to like it, but the flip side is in the beginning, we don't know the exact audience the exact type of person who's genuinely going to like us. So we have to push it on a bunch of people, which we also feel a little uncomfortable slash fake doing. Um, maybe that's just something we have to get over. Maybe it's not fake. If we think what we're putting out has genuine value. Uh, you know, that's an internal discussion between us. Um, we're going to figure that out. You know, landing page. But, yeah. Oh, landing page. What? No, no. <laughs> that, no. who's gonna find that um well it's supposed to be like where they sign up that's what i've, what I've read on the internet marketing world i gotta get right, into it this yeah there's a lot there's a lot and the unfortunate part is because there's a lot there's a lot of shitty information out there mm-hmm. we're also trying to not like do shit to distract ourselves like we could spend fucking 10 hours a day doing some stupid branding shit that's going to get us nowhere or we could do the things that are going to get us the most results which is you know, yeah. focusing most of our attention on the show which is 80 percent of the whole thing is the show mm-hmm. yeah. and you know what we are literally we're about two weeks and a couple days more than two weeks and as far as um the listeners and Spotify or something are concerned. We're not even two weeks in yet. So we got time. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, slowly change it up. Keep yeah. with the 1% better. And hopefully we'll get there. Or we'll realize that we're not meant to be podcasting. And we'll do something else. I don't know. It's fun, though. It's therapeutic. It's helping me it as is. a person. Um, but okay. Yeah, we should probably wrap this up because it is seven past our usual deadline but if you are still listening or made it this far and you enjoyed it please or you can if you want to i'm not tell i'm not telling you to i'm not forcing you to if you think someone will enjoy (laughs) our our content or will benefit from it or i don't know you just want to share it go ahead and share our either our spotify our instagram or whatever they use because that yeah it's um cool if you're on stream it's right up here if you're listening it's at 
the Zach and Akash show, just have it spelled on whatever you're listening to this on. This is not just for us. This is meant to be a conversation on mm-hmm. uncomfortable topics. Sometimes breakfast isn't uncomfortable, yeah. but yeah. Political correctness can get uncomfortable at if, times. If y'all vibe with, uh, I don't know, protesting society and you're all angsty like me, <laughs> share that content. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. I uh, uh, hope to see you tomorrow where we talk about insert topic X. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. We will see you later. Peace.